Hey. Oh, hey. a new background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same area, just a different position of my camera. <laughs> I see. <laughs> Makes you look like you're, yeah, you've, you've moved. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> different uh, surroundings. No, it's oh. the same area. I just uh, have a, a different setup because I have now a different work computer and then my computer. Of course. And so I had to move stuff around and uh, this is the best I was able to set it up. <laughs> so I have my laptop in the center. And so now it's just like a plain, boring wall in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, you'd need to. It's like, uh, what's it, the John Oliver? Yeah, like you're in the void there, right? You're just in the white room. <laughs> yeah. My plan is to put up some some of those sound absorbing, you know, uh, yeah, foam, foam things. mats. Yeah. 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 I'm going to put some of that because I can still hear a little bit of echo a little bit on my, mm -hmm. on my recordings. So. I say I, I really I, I mentioned before, but you know when I listen to the audio when uh, doing the edit and things, mm -hmm. this I'm really impressed with this little microphone. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well, considering this room, I say I've I've got a fan on all the time because it's like baking here, and the, the in front of me is the uh, there's a road, there's a main road, and there's constant mm -hmm. traffic noise, and I can just can't hear it on this. So whatever it's doing, it's doing a good job of it. So <laughs> yeah, is that is that a blue? A blue yes, microphone. it's a blue snowball. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Yeah, this one is the Rode Podcaster. It's That's, a pretty good microphone, but... It's kind of um, like the recommended by everybody one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like a beginner podcasting well, mic. Like it's pretty good, but I think the echo really comes from the That's fact that this room, room that I'm in is not... It doesn't have too much stuff, and especially this back wall here is completely empty, so... Nice reflections. It's, it's Yeah, I need to add some of those uh, foams. <laughs> I don't know if it makes a difference, but so this room, obviously we're in a Japanese apartment. I claimed the the tatami room. So yeah. virtually all Japanese apartments houses will have one room that has a tatami floor. And since, you know, we we're not a um we we weren't using it for anything else, I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna kind of take over that, although it's become the Alan's work and piling up crap <laughs> but i don't know if having the floor as like a you know a tatami makes any difference but it does a, it seems to do a reasonable job of uh, absorbing uh, reflections audio reflections so nice. yeah that's good so how have you been what's new ah, it's been so, a minute. yeah no it's uh no time just i, I it's just terrifying how fast this year's gone right. yeah <laughs> it's absolutely i just don't know what's going on at all it's yeah it's been just disappeared but yeah it's been actually i've got some interesting news oh, so thanks. i think i mentioned briefly to you a few maybe a month or so ago that 500 startups are doing a thing with kobe city okay. and for its what the, it's 500 kobe founders academy it's called and it's mm. designed for reasonably new founders with like either seed or pre-seed or kind of early stages of company founding and it's open to anybody all over the world in previous years it was you go to kobe for six weeks and you do you know kind of the program there obviously with the way things are right now it's virtual so they said it's you can apply from anywhere Obviously, Japanese startups are preferred, but it's um, open to anybody all over the world. So I made a, a one-evening pitch deck <laughs> um, of like, because literally the, the form is, you know, who are you? What's your company? Attach a, a your 
deck and i'm like <laughs> uh, okay so i made a a very quick one evening attempt at a, a pitch deck which was kind of rushed but it, it seemed to get across the main points and uh, so i got a message last week that i've been accepted oh nice so Congrats. thank you so it's interesting because it's a four-week program and it's all done online virtually. So it's mostly like you know video lectures, but then they do two sessions, one-to-one -one per week with like mentors. And so it's, it's organized by Kobe City, but it's kind of run by 500 startups. And I say, I, I don't know too much about it yet. <laughs> I just got the links this morning for like some of the stuff to, to sign up. So it starts next week and uh, yeah, it's a four week lecture series plus say one-to-ones and community stuff and uh, ongoing stuff after that as well, apparently. Yeah. And it's designed for basically early stage founders. So it should nice. be interesting. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to expect from it right now because I've never done a program like this before. And mm -hmm. also, you know, this is, it's not a, you know, designed for like funding VC kind of growth. It's, mm -hmm. it's definitely, you know, early stage founders. Mm -hmm. aimed at so i'm like yeah just give me the info <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to suck it all up and uh, i say hopefully the the networking and community side of things should be interesting as well more to go to cover business apps aspects uh, business it, side of things it's actually let me pull up the page so i can give i can give you the spiel is it virtual or in person it's uh virtual okay Oh, say in, in the state issues, of things in in Japan. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. I say it's it's all virtual this year. So it's a virtual four week program aimed at helping startups accelerate their business. It's custom designed to support startups in an independent manner while explore scaling in Kobe and beyond. Gain access to weekly AMA sessions to clarify lessons on growth fundamentals, sales, capital growth, and more. Yeah, right. so it's basically like grow <laughs> yeah so yeah designed for early stage global startups with global solutions oh nice so even though you're not in kobe you you can yeah. participate obviously they accepted you so yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah cool. it should be quite an interesting i said just the these sessions that i've had with the local I mentioned that i've done these these like mentoring sessions at uh, our startup thing and they were you know, Japanese either investors or exited founders that are now doing advising and investing. But just the whole process of, I, you know, as, as much as I know, you know, the same, we've all read the books, we've kind of, we, we know all of the theory, right, be, behind right. doing this. As you know, putting it into practice all is not as straightforward as just, oh, well, you just do this, right? Especially you've got this internal fight with you know what you should be doing, but part of you is like, nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and it's, you know, there's loads of things which I'm doing and have done, which I know better, but you still do it, right? But just talking through it with somebody or explaining yourself to somebody and having them point out <laughs> the stuff that's directly in front of your face has been really helpful so i'm kind of i'm hoping for for more of that it's just as we, you know we've mentioned before doing this on your own is just is hard right you don't have that constant dynamic of somebody questioning or um just talking through the stuff right i think yeah. it's one of the reasons these sessions are helpful as well just to by by bringing that stuff into the open makes you 
realize some of the stupid things you're doing or not doing <laughs> as the case may be so yeah it's... just and just talking about things helps sometimes even if it's just just talking mm. right and just mm -hmm. saying things out loud and um in the process of doing that thoughts come up right. you know that's one Ideas of the strange yeah it's one of the strange things about these mentoring sessions is you know i i'm talking about it and trying to do it in japanese as well which is uh, challenging um and as I'm saying things, I'm like, huh, I, I should be doing that. <laughs> and it's really weird. It's like, why didn't I think of that before? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I've been doing a bit of reading about, you know, this, this kind of thing of just, you know, I've talked before about how we did a business plan, you know, early when we set up the company just to, to be able to get a bank account here, we needed to have a business plan and having that effectively like a, a, a written map stated goal plan of what you're going to do and why you're doing and how you're going to try and achieve it. It, it when things are internal in your head, you just miss the obvious things sometimes and it really helps just to get out into the open. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's really cool. So, so when is that? When is that again? Starts uh, on Monday, starts next week. So oh, okay. uh, I've been said I can't announce it publicly, but since this goes out in a few weeks, we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I can announce it publicly after it started, but they want yeah. to do some PR thing or something. So, <laughs> which again, you know, it's just that the 500 startups network is just so big and so powerful that you know, hopefully, there's some some good people in there that I can learn from too. So, I mean, yeah. even just joining, you know, Mega Maker has been really interesting, and I've learned a lot just through you know, reading and you know, discussions on there and topics that come up there. So, I think it, it should just yeah be really help, interesting. Helpful. Yeah, I hope, yeah. I think <laughs> just by being there, you can absorb information and learn mm -hmm. things that even if it's not something that you necessarily need. Sometimes you don't need something right now. You don't need to know something, but other people are discussing something that you recognize that you might need in the future. So you make a mental note or you know anything like mm -hmm. take some notes down, and yeah, it can become useful in the future. Yeah, and a part of this is they, they, there's lectures and sections on like raising capital on stuff like that and you know we've said before it's like that's not really in my immediate plans but it's helpful yeah. to know about and to, when when it's discussed to know some of the the pros and cons and to know what's involved a bit more rather mm -hmm. than you know just dismissing out of hand it's like well no i know it's it's a, a more educated decision right so even if it's not in my immediate plans it's, it's helpful to know right 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 so, should be interesting <laughs> yeah yeah well, looking forward to see your report on how that went. <laughs> and the interesting and the helpful thing for me as well is it's all in English with uh, Japanese subtitles. So I was like, oh, that's good. Because obviously most of the mentors are from non-Japanese, right? So yeah, that's helpful. <laughs> cool. How about your product? Actual product world. So I've been working on the uh, subscription, the paddle integration, which oh, cool. is going reasonably easily. So I think I mentioned before, you know, I chose paddle mm -hmm. so I don't have to think about, don't have to worry about everything else, especially with, you know, from day one, I'll be taking international payments. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. hopefully, right. <laughs> so one of the differences, we you know paddle has all of this, it deals with a lot more stuff in terms of the tax filing and reporting and payment mm -hmm. and stuff. But one of the things they don't really provide is your actual um, interface stuff. Mm -hmm. It's his, there's a, an API, there's, there's some JavaScript stuff to pop in, you know, a payment thing. Mm -hmm. But as far as, especially with doing a subscription service, 
we still need to manage that subscription rate. Right. That is is all API based. So the API is is pretty straightforward. You know, it's not not really drastically more difficult than Stripes or anything. One, there isn't, of course, there isn't an SDK for Elixir, right? Because why would there be? Right. <laughs> this one of the downsides of using Elixir is you're in this like a lot of the time you're like, no, just, you're on your own. There's not quite the ecosystem of like Laravel or Rails or something. Um, mm-hmm. So, but is easy. I mean, it's just literally, you've got to verify signatures and you know, bounce that back with it and things like that. So it, it's a straightforward API. It's n- not mm-hmm. difficult at all, but you've got this missing API that you need to build, which is, okay, I want to downgrade or upgrade my subscription. I want to change my payment things, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I started working on that, but I found this rather neat little service called Canoo, mm-hmm. K-A-N-U-U dot I-O, which ah. is interesting because it provides all of that subscription management stuff for Paddle for oh, a cool. very low monthly cost. So it's, what's the actual price? It's like $15 a month for unlimited. So it's zero for up to 10 subscribers. So once you've got 10 subscribers, it's up to them. Zero, then it's $15 a month unlimited. You get a custom oh, domain. Okay. And and it basically manages, so I still have to, you know, I know which customers are on which uh, subscription plan, but when they choose to upgrade, downgrade, cancel, whatever, I basically bounce them out to there. They send webhooks, but well, Paddle sends webhooks back to me for any changes anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, as long as I'm dealing with them, I can bounce them out to Canoe for all of their, you know, changing their credit card information. Okay. And then just, you know, if they change their plan, I get to know about it and I act on that. So it just, it's one less thing to develop, right? So I scrapped my code that I was writing there and I'm just going to use this instead. So that's quite, <laughs> one less thing to write, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's awesome. What was the name again? K-A-N-U-U dot I-O. Got it. Cool. So it works with Paddle. Oh, it is specifically it's built specifically to work with Paddle. Paddle. Yes, exactly. Ah. So obviously, the, again, the Paddle ecosystem is is not quite as massive as the Stripe ecosystem. But the fact that this exists was just like, oh, thank you. I don't need to write this. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> silly stuff like, you know, changing the credit card information. It's like, well, you've got to either use a JavaScript like form that's you know embedded on for Paddle and then it, or I could just bounce them out to this and they take care of it all. So that's nice. I don't have to worry about any of that now. I just literally yeah. have to deal with the webhooks coming in from Paddle, yeah. which is just event changes. They they just send a series of so there's two you can either or you can both request a history of the events that they've sent you mm-hmm. and then you just receive events for pretty much anything that happens you know changing a name credit card upgrading downgrading canceling and all of the requests that happen you just get webhook through that and they're, they're very good about retrying and, and all the rest of the problem mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's nice and easy to to deal with so nice so that's ah. uh, what i'm working on at the moment so <laughs> is, cool i think i mentioned before that i'm trying to i was about to inter- uh, add a bunch of people and then i'm like you know, I should, if billing is there, then I can still introduce them and they have the option of paying, right? right so right. I, I really want to get this in there just so it's done. I can, then I feel, like, you know, I, I don't mind. I, I I don't mind, you know, giving out beta accounts until the cows come home, but it'd be nice having the option for people to, to upgrade, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's pretty cool. That's a nice cool. discovery. 
Nice. Yeah, that's really cool. You're making me rethink and reevaluate my decision to go without Seta. <laughs> it's the, the reason yeah. I didn't go without Seta was the complications around my account stuff or the the user account stuff. Because you said you're not using that either, right? I mean, Outsetter seems really nice, and it just it's a, it's a great one-stop shop for everything, right? You know, yeah. Billing, user accounts, help system, just everything, right? Um, yeah. But the it seems best from my understanding when you start when you use the whole system, right? The whole thing, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. kind of what it's designed for. It's like, yeah, you've got a CRM, but that relies upon you having your user accounts within that system. So they have yeah. to sign up via that. Otherwise, you, you've then got an additional API to manage of, well, someone's created an account here. I've got to create an account and outsetter with them, right? So yeah, 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 exactly. It's not the best if you are not using the whole system. You have to kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Fill in the gaps, right? Because right. you're not using everything. Anything that's missing there, you have to fill it in. And so it ends up being quite a bit of work to mm. make it work with just this one section of Outsetta, right? right? I mean, that, that was the reason because yeah. I started looking into it and then, you know, I got an account there and I'm like, hold on, you know, I, I want to use that. But to get to that, I have to do all this other stuff. I've got to create yeah. a user account. I've got to create this for them. And then they have to, I have to authenticate them on Outsetter when they log into my thing as well. Right. And it's like, yeah, this is confusing. <laughs> this is actually, this is more work than I wanted to do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Again, if you, if you're building something that is, either membership-based uh, using another service or it's no-code-based, I think it's perfect. Yeah. But for something that you already have a user account system, it seems a little... Plus, they they didn't work well for me for multiple currencies. Mm -hmm. I could have multiple currencies, but it meant I had to have different subscription plans. I don't know if that's changed now, but when I looked at it, okay. I, I raised it with support, and they were like, you just have a Japanese subscription plan and a dollar subscription plan. And if you want to you know, pound sterling uh, payment plan as well. Mm. And then mm. they subscribe to that. And it's like, can I not just have one plan and it's different currencies depending on where they are? No, you have different. Uh, so I'm like, I, I don't, <laughs> it's a, it didn't really fit my, I needed. Um, yeah, I mean, with a SaaS business and the, the global nature of it, you really need all this flexibility and all these yeah. options. So I don't know. I'm Yeah, I think I'm going to have to rethink because I still haven't integrated anything with them other than just a little widget for contact us kind of thing. Right. But I could get that from somewhere else. Yeah. And then they have a nice sort of help kind of system, yes. you know, yeah. knowledge like you base think. Yeah. Knowledge mm -hmm. base, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where you can write articles and help articles and so on. So I kind of use that because it doesn't really require uh, deep integration. It's no, not, right. It's, you know, I, I need just, to set up one of those too. <laughs> it's just a link that yes. you send a user to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I've done. I haven't really done anything with the billing or mm -hmm. anything else. So I, I don't want to dismiss outside because I think it's a really good solution. But it is. what you're doing, I, it, it might be just not the best fit. Um, yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I agree. And that's why, in part, that's why I've been kind of <laughs> postponing working in, on that in that area, because I still I'm still not fully convinced mm -hmm. and fully committed to it. So yeah. I will look into paddle again. One of the things I did have to do with paddle was you have to there's there's multiple like approval stages you have to go through, they have to review a product that it's, it's not mm -hmm. a like a service based product, it's a 
just a subscription or, or a sold product. They then also, if you create subscription plans, you have to then get approved for it's a SaaS subscription plan. So that has different tax implications than mm -hmm. if it was a delivery thing. So there's, so there's different levels of approval. And each one is like, you know, it's a few days or it's a week or more. So there is, there's definitely a process, but they're, they seem very responsive to support queries and they've been helpful, you know, for any things I've asked for. And I say, it just seems, you know, very comprehensive from a dealing with global sales and not having to worry about the the implications of tax and things like that. And obviously with this, something like Canoe, yeah. it makes it just one little bit easier as well. So. Well, I might have to <laughs> copy that. <laughs> You're okay, because everything's got Laravel a APIs for, you know, for both for Paddle and for Canoe had that. Yeah. So yeah, you got it easy. <laughs> nice. Oh, even, even better. <laughs> so what was I going to ask you? Oh, there was one thing that I remember you mentioned about Paddle when you were going through the approval process where you answered something that you thought was the right ah, answer and they yes. were like oh yes. then you're not approved no, and then you're like right. no, 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 yeah this is something about is there human interaction required and i'm like well yeah because the people oh, use right. the product and they're like oh you can't use it hold on what what did you mean by that and they're like does it require <laughs> a human in order to deliver the service and i'm like uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Why exactly. didn't you ask that? <laughs> so when they rephrase, I'm like, oh, definitely not. And they're like, okay, in that case, it's fine. So yeah, it's a uh, the slightly confusing wording there. Um, so just be wary of yeah. that. Oh, just just make sure oh, you understand okay. what it is they're asking. Again, it's from a a tax, and because they act as a was it seller of record? I forget the the legal term. But basically, they're they're selling your product. Mm -hmm. So and and you know your credit card receipt comes as sold by paddle so they're effectively have to mm -hmm. and again because of the tax implications if they're selling a physical or service or so say it's a service-based thing and i'm doing you know effectively freelancing or something like that the tax implications are very mm -hmm. different and they're like we don't do that <laughs> if you're doing that we're not for you right so if you if it's just right. a pure digital mm -hmm. delivery then it's it, it's best that's basically it's got to be a digital delivery do they give you a chance to add something to that where it shows on yes. the it shows paddle and then statement? I've got one here something dash like something or something like that? Yeah, because otherwise people can see like, yeah, paddle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't have anything with paddle. <laughs> right, so the, both the invoices that, that they get have like the paddle logo at the bottom, but it has your name and logo stuff as well. And on the receipts, it says paddle mm -hmm. parentheses your you know product. So it's, and most mm -hmm. things, I mean, uh, like Tailwind UI is sold via Paddle. So if you look at your receipt for that, if you mm -hmm. have that, then you'll, you'll see. I have a surprising number of services I pay for use it <laughs> just because I think it's very convenient. <laughs> so yeah, maybe yeah. it might be worth yeah. it. But yeah, people seem to understand now that it's, yeah, a lot of them say, you know, it'll be billed by Paddle something. Because mm -hmm. I've got the issue that my company is Xenocode my application is dot plan and it's being sold by paddle so <laughs> people will be like what the hell am i paying for <laughs> yeah exactly three different names <laughs> yeah well i kind of have a similar situation because fusioncast mm -hmm. is not the company name it's just the product name yeah and you might be able to actually we'll I, I think you can set what gets displayed on that so i think it would say paddle bracket dot plan uh, i think i, mm -hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm Nice. All right. Anything That's else? Fine, I think. What about you? 
Well, you've been doing a new job, right? So I assume that's quite intensive. Yeah, it is. Just, you know, getting on board and learning new things. There's lots of unknowns and getting to know what I'm working with and, and the people I'm working with, which has been great. Yeah, it's been going great. I'm really loving it. Just, you know, working with my team and very smooth onboarding process. Cool. So I, I, I think great. you did tell me last, last week, um, but how, how big is the company? It's okay. like a mid-sized company. Right. It's not too small, right. not too large, but they do have lots of mm. business oh, going okay. on nationwide. So there's lots of things going on, very complex system to handle all of that. So yeah, it's a fun project that I'm working with and it involves rewriting of an old system basically (laughs) you know and so there's lots of opportunities to improve and to make it better there's also the challenge of digging into an an Uh old code base you know written by multiple different people who write code Mm -hmm. in a different style than your own and so you have to dive in there and do a lot of detective work to figure things out so that's challenging but it's a fun project in that it's very promising in terms of the potential, you know, to mm-hmm. rewrite it and make it better. Was it better, written in a different language better. and framework as well, or is it? Uh, oh, it's all PHP. PHP, right? Right? PHP. Oh, okay. so, yeah, oh, no, ooh, no framework. Okay, that's yeah. fun. I remember doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting project, but mm-hmm. I, I like that kind of challenge. You know, I, I kind of like. Cleaning it, it is kind up, of therapeutic. You know, and I like did something me, uh, very similar for a yeah. client in the last few weeks. Was was basically taking an older Ruby code base and Railsifying it. It wasn't using Rails before, and and it's again it's kind of grown over time. And it's yeah, thankfully it wasn't too much to change. But obviously, you, there's the opportunity for like ah, we can do this better using things. So it, it is quite therapeutic for sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you have the power to effectively, yeah, like so, yeah, so. I say, rewrite things, I'll leave things out, I'll just, yeah, it's nice, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been going great, but, you know, it's, it's been taking up most of my time and mental yeah. bandwidth and haven't really been putting too much time into FusionCast, just a little bit here and there on the weekend. I did manage to make some changes to the UI based on some really good feedback that I got And uh, also the fact that some of the APIs that I'm working with, there were some changes, some updates that have made it possible to not record the backup recording automatically from the beginning, from the moment that you join a session. That's nice. Because that was really a technical limitation Mm -hmm. that I had because of the API that I'm using for that. And I turned it into a feature where, you know, it's a backup, so it's great that it's automatic. But I did get some feedback where they were saying, it's great, but at the same time, I wish I had the option to just start recording whenever I want to, not just Mm -hmm. have it automatically. Because even even if I don't start recording locally, it's recording that. Yeah. you know, backups still automatically from the get-go. So it just seemed very forceful, if, if you will. The, the user not having right. that choice. So now they can, you know, you can initiate a session and then, and separately yes. say, start recording it, right? Nice. Yes. So basically now I have the ability to start recording both locally and backup at nice. the same time cool. on demand. Yeah. When I click the button, then both nice. both recordings yeah. start. And I mean, I that, that's probably more stop. in line with expectations, right? <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. I was super excited when I found out that they've updated that. So I worked on on that. And so now that's one of the changes that are coming. It's still not live. I I have a a bug request Um, or at least feature quirk. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. Let me me write it down. (laughs) So if I'm logged in, I think I I may have mentioned this before. If I'm logged in, I can't join our session. Mm -hmm. If you are logged in on your own account. So I was logged in. Yeah because I was recording intro and I was getting 403 for joining this session. And it's really confusing because yeah. it takes like, it, it, it takes a few brain cycles before I go, oh yeah, I've got to log out. And then I've got to go to FusionCast, sign in, sign out. And then go. so it, yeah. if, if it doesn't work for a technical thing, just pop up a thing there saying like, you need to sign out to join as a guest or something if if that's the easiest workaround but yeah 403 is really i'm like oh it's broken hold on this rings a bell <laughs> yeah that's a good one well i guess because you are logged in you have a mm. session going on and it thinks that the session that you're trying to join it belongs to me belongs right? to mm-hmm. you but it that's, doesn't that's what i yeah, said i think is the easiest thing so... was just just pop a message and say to join somebody else's session you need to log out first and put a log out button which logs you out and then yeah. redirects you back yeah. to it or something something like that yeah just yeah just not just a 403 <laughs> yeah that's that yeah that's true it's it's really bare bones right now it's just you know 403 it needs to be polished. And, and also, I'm going to bug you about right. the password rules again. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was on my list. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list. I need to work on that. Password rules. Yeah. I'm going to get to that one pretty soon. Cool. Yeah. I want to have it on my notes here so that I don't forget about it. Out yeah, of sight, exactly. out of oh, mind. Tell me about it. I mean, that's actually one of the things I've, especially with a, like a personal project like this, using something like GitHub or Jira or as I've been using Linear for client work. We're using Linear Bug Tracker. And that's really nice. That's probably one of the f- cool. most impressive client side, you know, browser apps. I mean, there's an application, but it's just React. So it just runs Electron or whatever. It's probably one mm-hmm. of the most impressive apps, you know, client side apps, web apps that I've ever used. It's really responsive. It's super fast. It feels like it's, it's incredibly fast. It's, um, I don't know what they're nice. doing. I want to kind of look into their thinking magic uh, sometime, just because it's, it's really well done. <laughs> if anything could give, uh, you know convince me that client side apps are worth it, Figma and Linear probably the two, which are like wow, that's really good. Um, so worth cool. looking at. But for a personal, or you're the only one working on it, it feels like oh come on, it's, it's like overkill, right? <laughs> I mean, I know I should. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. actually just using dot plans future. Features, uh, future plans list for that, which means it's got very big, but it also means that it's there on the page every time I like go to it and say, oh yeah, I need to do that stuff. So that's actually my my to-do list right now. So someone mentioned, I yeah. don't think I've mentioned this, but some one of my testers mentioned this idea of doing an auto check-in. Have I mentioned that? No. So no, it's been, I don't think so. You mentioned no. it. And at first I'm like, huh, I, I don't get it. And it's one of those that sits in your head long enough that you're like, it's actually quite a good idea. <laughs> so his <laughs> comment was during the day, he'll go through, you know, in the morning, he'll, you know, look at today's plans or what's left over from yesterday's plans, add his plans to do, going through the day, check them off. 
and then forget about it. And the next morning it's like, ah, oh, I didn't check in. And it's like, I've, if I've changed my plans, I, if I've checked stuff off during the day, mm-hmm. set like an auto check-in time, say 6 p.m. Then if it hits 6 p.m., just, mm-hmm. just publish my check-in. And I'm like, oh, that's quite that's quite a oh. good idea. Because <laughs> it's like, well, you've done stuff, so therefore publish it. Uh, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I always want to publish it. It's just sometimes I literally will like finish the day and be like, oh, okay, I'm done and forget to go and check in. So it's like, I want it to publish my check-ins every day. I just sometimes forget. So rather than I've got like an email reminder right now, which I mean, who reads their email these days, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, no, I just want it to check in for me. So it's it's been bouncing around my head for a, a good few weeks now, and I'm coming around to the idea that I might add it as an option. Because <laughs> to be honest, I, mean, I do the same. I'll I'll go through and you know mark stuff as done, but then I'll com- completely forget to actually check in, and I'm like, you might be onto something. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a like a neat feature. So and also as a be cool. So I mentioned here, I've got a, a Japanese beta tester that's, I added time tracking to dot plan four as like a, an experimental feature. So it's really basic. You can start and stop a timer or you can start a timer attached to a project. So you can say, I'm working on this project mm-hmm. and then stop it. I'm working on another project, stop it. Um, and th- that works really well. It's a super simple feature, but mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I I was on the fence about adding it, but I kind of was convinced by him and by a few other people that actually, you know, in my business, we need to do that anyway. So if it was kind of part of the same product, then it could be useful. So I've added it as a, mm-hmm. um, an optional feature. You can turn it on or off within the admin. So the, the owner of the account can turn it on or off as a, as a workspace level mm-hmm. feature, mm-hmm. but this company has requested now that it's like, that's great. But people are now stopped checking in because they're like, Oh, I recorded my time. <laughs> and it's like, whereas before uh, they were checking in as like the stop working. Now he's like, now they're just clicking stop. So his suggestion was when you stop huh. pop up your, like your, your plans, right that you have open it's like mm-hmm. do you want to check mm-hmm. in so I kind of have that as a, a two-step stop as opposed to just stopping it mm-hmm. you stop and it says do you want to check in what you've done okay tap tap you know click those as done click check in yeah. so i'm adding that as well as a see how it works for them because that they're quite actively using it so that they're actually it's an, an interesting test case because they seem keen on the idea they're sticky points are parts of the implementation not technically but just how it fits their workday and so it's kind of a good test case because mm-hmm. they, they 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 want to use it but they want it to be as um little work as possible for it to work right so it's mm-hmm. like okay you know mm-hmm. this is it's an interesting evolution of, of that feature that it's like well if i'm gonna add time cards you know timing check it clock in and clock out might as well integrate with the plan system itself and make it based around that, which was was the part which I was not keen on adding timing to for. That's the reason I didn't really want to add that in the first place was it's like, well, that's a separate thing from the check-ins, right? But this actually would make it mm-hmm. part of the mm-hmm. check-in. So I'm kind of playing around with that as, a, as an idea at the moment. I don't know if it'll make it into it, but... <laughs> 
Sounds good. Sounds like it would make the product more useful, I guess, more integrated. Yes, integrated. It's, it's, right? it's part like of the these, same yeah, thing. Yeah, then. It's, right, it's right. Different parts, and that, that's yeah. why I made it an optional feature. Yeah. Is because, as I said, I, I've and quite a few of the beta users because they do client work and client work is more often, you know, they do like agency type stuff more often than not is mm -hmm. timed as well. You know, so having an idea of how much time has been spent on a product that they have to do timekeeping anyway. So it's like, well, if that's kind of built mm -hmm. in and it merges this idea of doing a check-in with recording time as well, then it kind of makes that a bit more coherent. Mm -hmm. Nice. Cool. Well, yeah, play with it. Yeah, and it's a it little bit. Out. I said the whole timing thing is kind of an experimental um, branch at the moment. I mean, it's there and it's it's in the product, but I'm not I'm not hundred percent convinced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I know mm -hmm. how it goes. Sometimes it takes a while to really either confirm it. I or, mean, this is one of the reject. pros and cons of of bootstrapping slash not having a a separate process of defining the product from end to end, right? You know, kind of iterating on the product mm -hmm. is it is very much a learning mm -hmm. process, right? You know, it's, and again, this is one of the yeah. kind of regrets of not just making a simpler, more known product. <laughs> if I was making a calendaring yeah. app or a, you know, calendar a meeting mm -hmm. scheduling app, then that's fine. I kind of know what it needs to do and it's kind of a defined space, right? But because it's one of the downsides of, yeah. of making something that I, I'm not, I don't know the answers to all the questions yet. <laughs> right, right. So there's a lot of exploration and uh, yeah. trial and error for sure. Uh, you know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Live and learn, right? <laughs> yep, yep. So what's your next plan on uh, this? Get, so, try and get these. Is, is there any more new users lined up? Oh, did you get Laurie signed up? Did he contact you? Uh, yeah, I, I, yes, yes, I did. I haven't heard from him since that, but I wrote an email to him with some information. I gave him the option to do an onboarding call or just for him to try it out on his own. So I gave him some information, mm -hmm. just quick facts about, you know, what FusionCast mm -hmm. is and how it works. And I gave him a cool. private code invite so that he could create his own account and give it a try. So I told him, let me know if you have any questions yeah. or we could do a call. And so I haven't heard from him. That's either good or bad. So I don't know <laughs> if he's had a chance. Yeah, it's really, I know, right? <laughs> I don't think he's created an account yet, or maybe he did, but he hasn't so. done anything with it. Oh. Yeah. So... We'll see. I'll reach out to him again. I just wanted to give him some time, some space. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't like to book people with, you know, so I'll just give him some time and but I'll reach out to him to see if he has any questions and we'll go from there. So I think that's it really just on my end, just uh, those little changes that I've been able to work on. And most of it has to do with functionality within the studio, mainly just cleaning stuff up. So now that I have better control of recording, it simplifies a lot of things because now I don't have to say, okay, backup recording is in progress, but local yeah, yeah, recording right, is right, not, right. or, you know, any of that. So yeah, it's see, there is so recording much simpler. Right? <laughs> exactly. And there isn't really a need to emphasize any differences in that. And so I came to the realization also that indicating when FusionCast is uploading is kind of not really necessary right if it's recording it is uploading at the same time recording and kind of indicates the system needs yeah, to the, know the, internally if it's recording exactly it's being uploaded right <laughs> 
Exactly. So there's no need to be indicating both processes for, for the user. The user doesn't really care about that. The system needs to know internally what's going on, and I need to manage that under the hood. But I don't need to display that it's uploading. It's enough mm. to say that it's recording, mm -hmm. and that's, that's it. So I'm cleaning a lot of stuff up like that. For example, the microphone and camera, when it's on, it's on. You can tell it doesn't need to have a green icon indicating that it's on. If it's mm. muted, then That's it'll display a little yeah. red microphone. But if it's not muted, it's just nothing. And then the camera is even easier because if the camera <laughs> is on, you can see it. And if it's, you know, if, if it's uh, disabled, then you can see it as well. It, it's a black yeah, you know, frame. So, so there's really no need for that. So I'm I'm just removing redundant stuff and simplifying, and that's based on feedback. No, I like that. that because yeah, the, the um just saying recording, like even you know, backup and local recording in progress, yeah. you just you're recording. That's it, right? Same with the upload, cloud yeah. upload. It's just and recording. Actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, uploading is by default. It's, it's an implementation it's detail that you need because... to know, but your user just needs yeah. to know it's recording, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah again i don't know what it, i was it, thinking it's funny I, because it, it makes sense when you say it but i've never really questioned it just knowing that there's this is one of the really difficult things about being too close to your product right because you expose things which a lot of the time mm -hmm. your users don't care or need to know about right but yeah. you're like well it does this yeah. so i need to tell you it's doing this <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah let's see what else oh yeah i won't even have at the top in the center where it says backup recording so it's not gonna there, yeah. there won't be anything there at all and just every mm -hmm. video frame will have mm -hmm. recording you know at the, at the top you could move the, the timer so, up to that lift maybe yeah I, I could move that i thought about that maybe yeah put it in the that, middle that's a useful maybe it's, it's a, a useful good... thing to to know and it always i always look mm -hmm. for it and it's always over there <laughs> yeah so if it's in the it's center it'll be there. easier to find I like that. That's yeah. good. Okay, cool. It's a yeah. nice idea. I've been working on a bug that I found. If you switch cameras in the middle of a session, for example, it'll change the camera to the rest mm. of the participants in the session. It'll reflect that right. change to everyone, but not <laughs> on your on your own. It'll still show the video input from right. the previous camera. A little complicated to fix that, and I haven't had much time for that, so it's going a little slow. But as I ease yeah. into my new job, I, I think I'll have more mental bandwidth to work late in the night or, no, you know. First, you know, first few weeks are always weekends. just um, exhausting just because there's so much new stuff to, to take in. And, you know, obviously you want to make yeah. a good impression and it's just getting to know, like, the, the boundaries of, you know, just expectations and things like that so yeah it's, it's always hard for yep. the first few weeks so i'm not gonna yep. i'm not gonna give you any grief about that <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> well, thanks, <laughs> all right cool i'm glad it's going well cool well yeah that's all we have i guess Sounds maybe good. it's a good time to wrap it up all right have a good one talk to you later cheers man